I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. I'm Hallie Levant, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them. Oh, friends, this is a true treat and a true treasure. Well, as you know, each week I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs, everybody. Total emergency. What? Emergency? Absolutely. Uh, sort of class three meltdown, whatever you want to call it, Hallie. It was just a really difficult weekend with my teens. Class three meltdown? Well, basically, you know, we had a lock-in this weekend. Yeah, sure. And, um... Right before the lock-in, we were going to do all sorts of really cool stuff. We had uh, filled a bunch of kiddie pools with shaving cream. Uh, we had got, set up a slip and slide that um, we had uh, put Vaseline all over just to make it go really fast. Awesome. And, you know, we were just going to get these kids absolutely messed up and, you know, give them a bunch of sugar, let them run around the gym. and They need know, it. They right, need they it. Do. They and it's so it it's good, wholesome fun. That's right. Hallie, I overheard some of my teen girls talking, and these were some seniors, and uh, they were talking in the bathroom in one of the stalls. I just happened to be in there changing uh, some of the um, toilet paper or whatever. Uh, Well, I did hear them in there, and then I was like, you know... just whenever whenever you see a group of teen girls go to the bathroom together, uh-huh. you know there's probably something not good going on. And there probably needs to be more paper towels. Right. So I went in. I, you know, I didn't go all the way in, but I listened at the door, and I heard one of them say, all right, ladies, you know, we're really excited because this weekend is all the fingering. Fingering? Yeah. Like uh, fingerling? No, not like the potato-like... Uh, like fingering. 
which I didn't really know what that meant, Hallie. But I did oh, know the way they no. said it, the tone in their voice, uh, it did mean something bad. Like it sounded salacious. So I did a little bit of working and I... Uh, on know, Urban Dictionary or what? No, I just went around and sort of uh, just kept um, sort of listening in on the conversations. Oh. And from what I could put together, Hallie, basically what it is, is, you know, they go off uh, somewhere onto the campus with uh, some of the guys and oh, when no one's looking, they have a guy bend over and they they put a finger in his bum. What? I think and it's... And they call that fingering. No, I think it's when... So that's what they like, do, Hallie. I think it's when a guy... Hallie, take... that is absolute... What the, it's what they're doing, and I... I I, it I'm might have changed, t- but when I was young, I remember fingering being I'm sure being it was absolutely the guy... same thing, Hallie, because this is serious, and I'm not afraid to talk about the difficult issues that are going on with my teens. But do you think that it might be like when a guy... Things do... change, Hallie, and, you know, I don't know what they used to call it. You know, back back when you were young, it was pro- they probably were talking about practicing piano, but... Here, they no, they are, just meant back um, then or, it meant that when a guy like reaches but down, I'm and, telling you, it is a guy goes over, sometimes he bends over a hay bale or something like that, and they the girls put a finger in his bum. Why would they do that? I think it's when a no, guy, no, Hallie, goes... I don't know why they do it. It's sick, it's something they probably learned on Snapchat, and uh, I just basically <sighs> I, I brought them all together and I just what said, What does the girl get out of it? Well, that's the thing. Why would that's what I started with. I just that? said, "Hey, you know what? All this fingering that's going on, you girls are not getting a thing out of that." And well, they just—they looked at me like I was crazy. And I just said, uh, "Look, you're not getting anything out of that, and you're not—you're not getting anything out of that by putting your finger in there. And if you're a guy that's letting that happen, well, you got to re-examine your whole life." And, uh, yeah, take a look in the mirror and take a lap. Uh, and, you know, one of my kids was sort of acting up and then he like did a V sign with his fingers and he like stuck his tongue through it. Um, so then I was like, oh, maybe I did misinterpret it. I didn't oh, know. That, maybe that, that's what it means? I don't know. Like licking each other's fingers? I'm not sure. Or when you make a lewd gesture with your mouth, with your fingers no, making Hallie, a V. I, it's either that they're putting the fingers in the boys' bums, the ladies are. Or it or could be when a guy like his fingers. Anyway, Hallie, I don't really there want to talk about it. There is one other possibility. It could be when a there guy... There really isn't. Did... How was your weekend? It was dramatic. Really? You know, I'm really close to my mom, and she's sharp as a tack, even though she's in her retirement years. Right. Well, she I must have gotten uh, the fact that I'm a dog person. I must have got it from her, because she's always had dogs. We always had dogs growing up. I had gerbils. I had parakeets. I had um, chickadees. I had the whole thing. And um, cats, you know, outdoor cats, indoor cats, outdoor dogs, indoor dogs, blah, blah, blah. So uh, my mom, my mom has an English bulldog named Ferdinand. You've met him. He oh, came right, when yeah. I was filling up the uh, the children's ministry with animals one yeah, weekend for some like, teaching metaphors. Yeah. But um, you've met Ferdinand and he just is like a big waddling kind of like trunk of sausage. You know what I right. mean? He um, is like slobbering and whatnot. Anyway, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but... My mom, so my mom can't drive right now because she hasn't been able to um, drive because her eyes are getting so bad. So I take her places. So she had to take Ferdinand to the vet. So I take her to the vet and something really kind of embarrassing happened. I was walking her in there. And I guess the backstory is that a year ago, uh, before COVID and 
what's it called that we're in right now anyway? Uh, I think it's called Patho. Yeah. Uh, we... She had taken Ferdinand to the vet a year ago for for uh, uh, Ferdy's uh, yearly exam okay. with the vet veterinarian, and um, my mom had said, "You know, Ferdinand is such a good dog. I've been thinking about um, breeding him okay. because he's so good, and the puppies would be so lovely." And the vet said, "Oh, well, if you ever want to breed him, uh, you just go like this," and he <laughs> snaps on a, a rubber glove, reaches underneath Ferdinand's carriage essentially and kind of does a rum tum tug tug tongue tum tugler on on ferdinand's boy part he did something from cats on the what well the the, he just said rum tum tugger that's from cats it's a great movie you should check it out really yeah no the vet just like snaps on the plastic glove rubber glove reaches underneath ferdinand's undercarriage starts doing a rum tongue tug tug no, that's from cats. Tug, the Rumtum Tugga is a curious cat. And Ferdinand to do with kind of, what do you call it? Ferdinand just sort of explodes. Well, what would you call it? I have no idea. He explodes all over the countertop where the vet was tugging on his rum tugger. What and is happening today? It turns out that English bulldogs cannot mate. And so the vet was trying to show my mom... How you get the, you know, semen, I guess you would call it, from the dog, and then you got a turkey baster it into the girl dog. And that's the only way we even have English bulldogs because anatomically or physiologically or anatomically or whatever it's called, they cannot even physically mate. It's impossible, is well, what the vet says. So I... All I know is that the Navy got sunk at sea with all this semen talk. Walk in to the vet's room with my mom. Ferdinand looks up, takes one look at the vet. The vet turns around, snaps a plastic a rubber glove onto his hand, and says, Oh, Ferdinand. And Ferdinand just right then and there, like, I just don't understand. shoots his goof juice all over the floor, just... As a Pavlovian response to hearing the rubber glove snap. Hallie, what, what does this have to do with what's going on at the church? Well, it was just very dramatic. And when I came home, I was white as a ghost. My husband, Lance Labonte, looks at me and says, what's wrong? I said, I think I've been part of some kind of a pornographic thing on a Tuesday. And Lance says porno what and i said well and so i tell the story yeah you don't need to tell it again of a ferdinand just walking in and having talk about a pavlovian response right. you hear the word treat and you sit like a good boy you hear the word uh supper and you come run into the kitchen you hear the snap of a rubber glove and the next thing you know makes me want to jump out a window so my my son day took it as an opportunity to try to put my faith in my face my faith in my face my faith in my face. And he said, you know, Mom, you might believe in creation, but when you got corgis and Frenchies and when you're sitting there looking at an English bulldog, you're buying evolution. And I said, no, no, I don't buy evolution. I, I believe in creation. He said, you might believe in creation, but you're buying evolution. Because uh, what, what do you think? There there was turkey basters in the Garden of Eden and then, you know, all of this. There wouldn't even be English bulldogs if it weren't for evolution. You're you're looking at evolution every time you look at a corgi, a Frenchie, or an English. And I just said, Day, give me your phone. And so now I put his phone in. I just have, now I have a lockbox. It's one of those um, sanitizing stations where you put UV on your phone. I can lock it in oh, there for I a while. Can I get that while. for my brain? <laughs>
This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Just like crowds were following Jesus all over the countryside, our guest today has quite a following. We're going to give her a call right now. Please welcome Ainsley Nicole Brown, everybody. Hi, good morning. Welcome. Hey, Ainsley, it's so nice to see you. You know, usually we see your face all over, um, you know, bus stops here in town. We see you on the side of uh, on park benches. But it's so nice to see your face here in person and not just at, on a park bench or at, at church on Sunday. And you know what? Thank you for mentioning the park benches because people are always like, why do you have your face out there? And I'm like, the Bible said not to hide your light under a bushel, okay? <laughs> this face is a moneymaker. <laughs> that is right. Well, just tell us a little bit about, for those who don't know, what exactly you do? Well, I run um, the state's only Christian real estate business. And I just, oh, you know, awesome. as a Christian, I want everything I do to glorify God, including my job. Well, that yes. is true. And um, I actually can say that I was served very well in a very, in a very Christ-like way because you actually sold me my condor two years ago. Yep. That's yep. right. No walls. Totally open floor plan. Because I say, what do we have to hide? You know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like a lo it's a two bedroom loft, but there's there's two bed. It's kind of two beds in a big room. Yeah, that is so cool. Now, do you find that you sell Christians more modern? Like, what do the Christians prefer? Do they go for a more quaint and a classic house or more modern styles? What do you think Christians are more into nowadays? You know, it's interesting. I really find both. You know, oh. and it, I really try to um, get to know my clients really well. You know, I like to ask them about their relationships, their strong Christian marriages, and like just really figure out what kind of house is going to be best for them. That's so awesome. And I know that of, of the Twin Hills community here in our church, that you've sold thousands of homes to thousands of the members of our church and that people know they can really trust you, that you're not just like, I'd say the number one realtor in all of Indianapolis, but the fact that you're a Christian and that you put a focus on finding homes that are owned by Christ followers and selling those to people who are also Christ followers, it just makes you feel so good. I would feel better moving into a home that I knew had been lived in by Christians. That's the thing. You know, the house has already been prayed over. You know that there have been lots of prayers in that house. And that's very important to me because demons are real. And, you, you know, you don't want to move into a house full of demons because you use a secular real estate agent. Your business is called The Upper Room. And and I loved it, you know, right before we we were at closing. Uh, you know, I bought my uh, condo from a couple of Christians and you said, hey, we're all going to gather and we're going to pray over this contract before we sign. And I really do. Th and, and lo and behold, uh, you know, you, we came in uh, about twenty five thousand dollars under asking, hmm. and it closed so fast. 
And I just love that, you know, you, you put in these little touches that really make people confident that this is going to be a Christian purchase. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. You know, like some real estate agents, they'll bake cookies in the house to make it smell good or whatever. And what I do is I pray over every home personally before you even see it. You anointed the contract in oil, which I thought was cool. Yes, extra virgin olive oil. I don't even skimp on it. I get the good stuff. The Rachel Ray E-V-O-O. Wow. Well, I've got to see her in action because Ainsley was at my house one time for we were doing some kind of like a small group Bible study type of thing. This was probably last year around 4th of July. Do you remember that? And um, she, as soon as she walked in onto my driveway, she felt an evil presence in my next door neighbor's house. And so she immediately prayed a hedge of protection around my house. She actually put a hedge of protection and filled it with angels, like the warrior type of angels. And I mean, she can pray. It, she sounds like it's a Game of Thrones monologue when she starts really sending them up. It's powerful. And, you know, just to be clear, like it's a spiritual hedge, but it was also a hedge. I do have a landscaping part of the business. So, oh, really? you know, it's like if I see an evil presence, I'm not going to let you not have a hedge of protection when it'll only take three guys a week to put one in around your lawn. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, I didn't tell you this, Ainsley, but the thing you were sensing from next door, there's a guy, I think he's Polish. He has an accent. I'm not exactly sure what he, what, what nationality he is, but he works over at Knight's, um, Knight's used car dealership. And, um, I think he does really well because he drives a Hummer. I think you probably saw it in the driveway. But the thing he has going on, the darkness that he's welcoming into his property, into his household, is that he's divorced and he has some new gal coming over and she spends the night. So, you know. Gosh, you know, and it's what I appreciate about you so much is that you could just turn a blind eye to that, but you're not. You're going to stay up and peek out your curtains and pray for his soul. And that's what a good neighbor does. A good neighbor pays attention and prays attention. Have you ever seen the Property Brothers? Oh. Have I ever seen my favorite show? Well, I think one of those real attractive gals, I think one of them dumped a property brother after they got married. Now, see that? I, I just don't understand. If I had a property brother, uh, he'd be my property. I just thought it was so sad when I found out that the third property brother was, you know, John Mulaney, um, which was so sad to find out that that comedian John Mulaney was actually the third property brother. But because he doesn't love God, um, they, they basically kicked him out of the trio. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's he's much shorter, but he does look exactly like them if you think about it. Oh, and you know, it's gosh, that's really sad to imagine having to be out there, being a touring comedian, talking Ugh. to those crowds of who knows who could be sinners, could be anybody. When you could have a good, honest career, knocking down walls like your brothers, that's gotta hurt. I'm gonna pray. He's gonna be in my prayers tonight. See now. Ainsley, I can't believe we've really buried the lead here, but speaking of HGTV, and I don't know if you know this, Gray, but she shared it with me personally, that HGTV has come around knocking on your door and, and, and ringing your phone and trying to get you your own show about these Christ-centered sales you're doing. I'm working on it. I want praying for properties to just be in every home, you know, and I love HGTV. I love watching a couple, you know, renovate a house together. I think that's a good activity for couples to do together. Unfortunately, I am single. Uh, so my show would be, um, a real estate show, you know, helping to get nice families and home, but I'm also looking for love and, oh. uh, you know, it's called praying for properties and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I've really enjoyed working with HGTV so far. So is it in development now or have you shot some or what's the story? Uh, well, so far what it has been is a series of emails. Um, I have been emailing info at HGTV and also just, um, guessing names of producers, you know. Susan at HGTV, Mike at HGTV, and I feel like I'm getting closer. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Because I feel like once you uh, kind of get your foot in the door there, I, I think you'll become world famous. Because right now you're Indianapolis famous for sure. But you know what will happen when you get world famous or at least USA famous is 
you're going to have guys throwing themselves at you. You'll have your pick of the litter. And you know, they say you have not because you ask not. So oh. I'm asking. Amen. I'm so lonely. Oh, that is, that's awesome. No, Ainsley, oh, you do. I, I, and I'm sure that's also because, you know, you live in a beautiful, you know, five bedroom, six bathroom house all by yourself. And I've, I'm sure that that does, even though it's a beautiful home, you probably, it's probably a bit echoey. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes you'll just look up and be like, it's been a month since I've been in bedroom number three. And I'll just, you know, open the door and look in there and see, just, just check it out. And, but it, it is empty. I wish that there was a child in every bedroom. And that home used to be owned by Reggie Miller, the Indiana Pesa. Am I right? Yes. We held hands and prayed over it together. Oh, so he is a Christian. Of course, of course. You don't win that many games without having somebody on your side, you know? That is right. Isn't that right? Now, was he really tall? Was it very strange how tall he was? Yeah, I was prepared for very tall, and then he was even taller. And does he still sort of look like a 15-year-old boy playing National Basketball League basketball? Because he, he always just seems so very young. Very baby-faced. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I know you're not supposed to ask, but I got to ask, how old are you? Oh, well, you know, I'm not ashamed to say the Lord has given me 40 good years on this earth. Okay, so a bit too a bit too old to have kids. Oh, I think you're young. Uh, Janet Jackson had one at 65. Oh, yeah. did she really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Miracles happen every day. Yeah, they got good fertility now. They do make you feel bad, though, because they call you a geriatric pregnancy. My last pregnancy was geriatric, and I didn't like it. Every time they said that, I was like, you know, can you just put that on the paper but not say it out loud? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to feel like a teen pregnancy no matter when it happens. That, you know, that's what I tell my kids is, you know, you want your pregnancy to feel like a teen pregnancy, but you don't want to be a teen. And I'll tell you what, once your kids become teenagers, Ainsley, ugh, I have a teenager right now and he gives me more guff than I can shake a stick at and I don't even know what to do. I'm just like, get through these years, get through them. I love him. But oh my goodness, he is, he, he is pushing my every button. So Ainsley, I've got to ask, um, on all the real estate posters that you have that say, you know, the uh, upper room real estate, um, you, you are standing yourself on sort of a table that looks like the Last Supper table, but you are playing a flying V guitar. And I just was always kind of a bit curious about that because I was like, hey, okay, she looks like pretty rock and roll. Yeah, well, you know, um, God loves a frugal child. So I had one photo shoot for my band, and then I just used those photos for the, the real estate flyers, but I am in a rock and roll band. Oh, what? so you are in the, you're in the band, The Upper Room, too. Yes. On the weekends, we, you know, it's, we take classic rock songs and just insert some Christ into them. Oh. And uh, we play all kinds of venues. We'll go to bars. We'll go wherever. It's our ministry. You know, it's like that's when we play Stairway to Heaven. We're trying to actually get you on it. You know. Oh, yes. I saw. I've, you know, that's really cool because I think I saw you playing at TGI Fridays, like right before the um, the quarantine. Yeah, that's one of our um, big gigs. It, uh, ironically, we play it on Thursdays. You should try to play at Bravo Italian Cucina over on Keystone at the Crossing. I would come see you over there. You should try to get in there. Oh, maybe I'll get my booker on it. It's me with a different email address. Oh, oh really? see, that's smart. See, you've got a good head for business on your shoulders. Well, you know, my mom was a businesswoman. Oh, really? What oh. did she do? Well, you know, my dad was a pastor and she was the administrator of our church and she kept that thing running. And, you know, as a little girl, you just see your mom. She was out there uh, just, um, you know, keeping the business going when my dad was away. Uh different places. Uh, and yeah, what I took from that was that a woman has to be about business. <laughs>
That's right. right. You know, I always love that where where they say, you know, we should run churches like a business. I say, yeah, we should run the government like a business. I say, yeah, you know, we're doing that right now and things are going great. The more you run things uh, like church and government and your home like a business, I think it's it's good. I think it's better. Yes. I think you should run your church like a business and your government like a church and your business like a government. That's right. It's sort of a it's sort of an endless snake eating its own tail. You should also treat a marriage like a um, uh, like a business, like a business, because also, you know, they say that we are Christ's bride. Right. And so if if you run, can run a church like a business, then you can run a marriage. Well, this is what I do with my husband. And maybe this will work for you is um, I learned that nagging him never works because I'm. Um, I, I was at SeaWorld one time because I think it's so neat what they do with the blackfish there and they jump up and everything. And I was at SeaWorld one time and I noticed that when they wanted to get the dolphin or the blackfish to do a trick, what did they do? They gave it a fish. They didn't, they didn't uh, insult it. They didn't nag it. They gave it a little fish. And so I started doing that in my marriage. Whenever my husband Lance Labonte would do something that I liked, I would give him a little fish. See? You gave him a literal fish? Yeah, and then he would do that thing again. You see what I'm saying? Does so he really like fish? You reinforce the good behavior, see? That's just a little marriage tip for you. I'll tell you what. Well, I'm going to go out and buy a bag of Swedish fish because I like the way that sounds. You know, I, I actually just went through a pretty rough breakup, and um, I realized I was running my relationship like a business because I basically told my girlfriend, like, hey, you know, I'm kind of looking at your performance. I'm looking at, you know, the... I'm looking at your, your, your pretty, your, you know, your, your profits. I'm looking at the margins. I used, I said, you know, I looked at your 10X. I, I was using a lot of sort of business terms. And I just said, you know, we don't have a lot of synergy here. And we're going to have to um, lay you off. Huh. And I basically, that's how I broke up with her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's very corporate speak, isn't it? Right. Well, we run, we run the church here like a business. And so I run my relationship like a business too. And now Minga is no longer. So now you're ready for a new merger and or acquisition. That's right. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Orange County, California. Oh, oh really? wow. Which is a beautiful, beautiful oh. landscape full of sin. Oh, Just really? people walking around in bikinis on a Wednesday morning. And, you know, I went to high school in that environment with the dudes and the dudettes and the surfers. And I just couldn't wait to move to a town where... There were enough Christian houses to only yeah. sell Christian houses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God is at work here. You know, I have been to Orange County before to a couple of conferences, and it's totally true. You know, but, but there's some big, great churches down there. Um, you know, I love Saddleback is one of my favorite churches. I also, uh, when I was really young, I went to the Crystal Cathedral, and something really shocking happened, which was right during a service at the Crystal Cathedral, a woman in a bikini took a top off, and she pressed her bare body against the Crystal Cathedral, and everyone on the inside was like, hey, looks like somebody's stuck to God's windshield here. And it was really shocking. Wow! Right, it was she some... must have been mentally ill. No, actually, well, there was a there was a poison concert down the road, and she thought she thought poison was playing inside the church, but oh. um, actually, it, yeah, it was it was Crystal Cathedral. That's that's why your church edifice shouldn't be too fancy. You that's know? right. It's it's really you're you're aggrandizing yourself, and that kind of thing is bound to happen. If you make something too fancy, someone's going to press their breasts against it. 
Well, you know, it's crazy because um, at that time, Robert Fuller was the pastor and he was still alive and he was screaming, whore, go away, uh, you know, whore of Babylon, go away. And then, you know, she threw a rock and it it smashed it. And uh, basically, you know, he was in a glass house, um, but looks like the rock was coming from the outside. Wow. That is intense. I'll tell you what, it really is the female's responsibility to stay modest so that she doesn't cause good and upright men to stumble in lust. Right. It's really on us, don't you think, to really kind of cover up and be modest? Well, and that's why no matter what the weather, I wear a cardigan. You know, just it's a little it's a it's a fabric barrier between me and sin, and I get them from Kohl's. And I just have enough so that, you know, even if you didn't do laundry that week, there's always another cardigan because you don't want to slip up. And I love it when you're handing out your business card. You always say, uh, you'll remember this because you'll get my card again. And I said, I've already got your card. You said, no, my card again. And I said, no, I've already got it. And you said, no, my card again. And we did that for about 10 minutes. It was great. Do you ever sell to Mormons? <laughs> I have. I have. But, you know, oh, really? here, um, there aren't a lot of houses big enough for their oh, families. Sure. Right. Yeah. So when I do find a nine bedroom house, I would quickly try to call my Mormon clients who were looking because it's very rare out here. I thought we were supposed to really look down on Mormons until um, Mitt Romney ran against Barack Obama. And then everyone was like, you know what? Mormons are good because we got to beat the liberal progressives. And so I feel like ever since Mitt Romney, uh, Mormons have sort of kind of been grandfathered in by Christos, huh? And I think Mormons are in and Episcopalians are out. Well, just like Jesus reached for more hummus and tabbouleh at the Last Supper, I'm reaching into the mailbag, everybody. Here we go. Dear Twin Hillers, summer picnics are my favorite thing, but I want to make more Christ-centered food. Any recommendations? Sincerely, Ted Cooper Wickens. That's a great question. Oh, I like this, Ted. Uh, you know, in Australia, we do something called uh, Toad in the Hole, and I started doing something called Daniel in the Pit, which was, you know, you basically, uh, it's a great for a barbecue. You you cut a hole in some toast, and you put a soft-boiled egg in it, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like gumbo. A lot of people are going, hey, I didn't think you'd eat this at a barbecue, but I just go right, right around, and I said, hey, it's Daniel in the Pit, and um, they seem to really like that, so I would recommend Daniel in the Pit. Um, at your next 4th of July, uh, Memorial Day, whatever you're celebrating. That's awesome. That sounds really good. I've been lately making um, fruit punches. <gasps> uh, I just put whatever fruit you have on hand, your grapes, your watermelon, your orange, all of that, uh, slice it up in the bowl and then make a red punch. And, you know, the kids love it. Their faces get all red and they're running around all sticky and full of sugar. And, you know, after they've drunk all the punch and they're really happy, then you just remind them that this is the color of Jesus's blood, that he bled and died for us. Right. And taking a moment to do that at any picnic, I think, is always appropriate. That's awesome. I think it's also nice to imagine Jesus having fruit in his blood. Yeah. I mean... That's, that's like what we do with communion and, and the grape juice. You know, I would say a real Christ-centered um, dessert, because I got a sweet tooth, um, is a no-bake cookie. Do you know no-bakes? Oh, sure. You don't know? Oh, you're going to love this, Ainsley. Um, so a no-bake cookie, I think, is very Christ-centered, because the whole point of the no-bake is that 
you don't bake them. It, they, you use cocoa and oatmeal and um, I don't remember if it's egg or what the binding agent is, but you just kind of make these cocoa balls and then you put them on the counter and you let them uh, sort of harden and they become these sweet little cocoa uh, chocolate no-bake cookies. And here's why I think that they're so Christ-centered is because who's got time to preheat the oven when Christ could return at any moment? So true. So they're just sort of like little dough blobs? Yeah, and um, and you don't have to bake them, and they're delicious. Chocolatey. They're uncooked with eggs in them, so you are eating them on faith. Ainsley Nicole Brown was played by Ashley Nicole Black. You can check her work out on A Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO and follow her on Twitter at AshleyN1COLE. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>